Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we have a Millennial Music Chat with Alyssa Bonagura. Hey there, and welcome to another edition of Millennial Money Lifestyle Thursday. As today, we continue our Nashville sessions. Alyssa Bonagura is one of those creative types who's not only a stellar singer-songwriter, but she also designed and created her own CD cover that I happen to be holding in my hands right now. It's really cool. This Nashville native, she grew up on the road with her parents who happen to be great singers in their own right. She writes about her life and adventures in her new album, Road Less Traveled. We sat down with Alyssa Bonagura a few weeks ago in Nashville as we talked about growing up on a tour bus, having Steven Tyler record one of her songs, and receiving her diploma from a Beatle. Don't forget to check out our website for her latest video and links to her music. Uh, so I love the, the title of your, of your new album, uh, Road Less Travel. Uh, talk about this album and what made you, you know, kind of want to make this album right now. 
I made Road Less Traveled um, about, oh, about a, um, two years ago now. And the reason I made the record was um, I actually wrote the title song in the studio when we went to cut. Like I had like nine songs I wanted to cut. And I started playing this tune, and, and um, Mark Tatia, who I made the record with, he was like, what song is that? I was like, I don't know, I was just making it up. And he's like, you need to finish that. So I remember I went home that night, and um, and I wrote the whole song about kind of what was going on in my life at the time. And at the time, I was, you know, working with people, and and um, and they were trying to push me in one direction, and 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 I didn't think that that was really me. And so um, I I ended up leaving kind of everything that I was doing, and and decided to go down the road less traveled, and and follow my own instincts and my own heart and and um so that's what I wrote that song about and then when we finished the record I was like I'm gonna call the record Road Less Traveled because that's what all these songs are they're just about finding myself and listening to myself because I think before you get a team around you you've got to know who you are first yeah. you know they they can tell you who you, you know yeah. who you could be all day but you really need to know who you want to be before you start working with anybody. So it was really good for my soul and, and good for my team as well. Right. And you've spent a little bit of, of uh, time on the road too with, with yeah. your parents. Talk, talk about your parents and, and growing up on the road with them. Yeah. So my parents started a band called Bailey and the Boys. They were on RCA Records um, in like the late 80s, early 90s. And um, I was born when they had a top 10 single, their first top 10 hit. So it was radio tour. I was the, I was the bus baby. I was on a bus for like, you know, 200 dates of the year. And um, I loved it. I'm the only child. And um, they're, they're incredible human beings. They're still together after 30-something years, 36 years this year wow. of being married. And um, they're amazing. They've always just supported me in, in everything I've done. And I've learned a lot from them and learned a lot about the, the ups and downs of the music business. And... Um, so now it's it's cool that I can I'm in it I'm carrying the torch now. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw on your website too that a lot of pictures and you have a lot of pictures of nice some nice famous people too. Yeah. I mean, even as a kid though, right? Yeah. And there's like a couple Beatles I might have saw. On yeah. Website. Talk about some, uh, being on the road as a kid. What was that like? I mean, that's not exactly a, a, oh my God. a normal. Normal. Yeah, upbringing. totally. My you know my life on the road. I I never had like the same friends because I would like go to a different city every day so I'd like make new friends at like the festival or the fair and then I would move on right. and then I'd be like okay bye Timmy I'll never see you again ever you know but um but it was funny because I always got like you know free passes to the rides at the festival because sure, yeah. I was the the talent kid but um it was amazing I mean that's the best form of education you can yeah. give a child is is learning to adapt and um, I grew up around, you know, eight guys on the bus and my mom. And um, so it, it was my mom and dad are so humble. And so they really taught me how to be that way. And, and, you know, taught me that, you know, the people who you meet on the way up are the people who you meet on the way down. So you have to make sure you are grateful and thankful and nice to everybody because you, you've got to. They, everybody can help each other in the business, you know. Right. So, um so it was really amazing, and then and then I went to yeah I mean I went to school obviously like because in country music you kind of tour on the weekends, so I got to go to school be a normal kid and and then on the weekends I'd go out and then I remember like in second grade my teacher was like called my mom and was like Kathy we have a problem your daughter is lying in school and my mom was like okay and she's like I need you to come in so my mom comes in. And we had written this book about, like, a normal weekend for <laughs> Alyssa. And my weekend was, well, I got on the bus. I went to New Jersey. I played a festival with my mom. I got to sing a song in the middle of her set, which is what I did every night because I wanted to be just like her. 
And um, I met Bonnie Raitt because Bonnie Raitt was playing the same festival. And then I then I went to my cousin's house because they all live in New Jersey. And then I came home. And I remember my second grade teacher was like, "This is not this is not okay for her to be telling these lies to all these kids." And my mom was like, "That's actually my life." So <laughs> it was just like people didn't get it, but I I just thought it was normal. But yeah, I grew up around all like Reba McIntyre and Vince Gill and um, Vince and my parents are really good friends and. Everybody's just so amazing in country music, and right. um, and they still remember me, and they're still nice. So right. yeah, right. Right. it's just we're all normal, you know. Right. So it's it's just funny growing up around that life. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, well, speaking of Beatles, though, so yeah. you spent a little oh, time yeah. in Liverpool at Paul McCartney's school. How how did you decide to go there, and what was that like? So when I was in high school, my dad um, he started collecting all this like studio gear. Mm. And uh, we turned our attic into this really cool studio. And um, and I just kind of became obsessed with recording. And he gave me, like, this first... The first thing I had was, like, an eight-track recorder, like, to mini-disc thing. And I learned how to, like, layer all my harmony parts. And my parents were a harmony band, so I think that's how I... I just was, like, a sponge. I just learned all their, how to do all that. Um, and so when I, they were like, you know, where are you thinking about going to college? Like, you should really go because we, we never finished college. And you should go, you know? And I was like, I don't really want to go to college. I mean, I, I was, I just wanted to do music. And so I looked into Berkeley and all these other places. And one night I was at this party, uh, this Christmas party with our friends and um, Ray Kennedy's wife, Siobhan Kennedy, is from Liverpool. And we were just, you know, hanging out. And she was like, all right, mates, why do you go into college? <laughs> and I was like, you know, Siobhan, I don't know. You know, and she goes, have you heard about the Paul McCartney school? And I was like, what? There's a Paul McCartney school? <laughs> And she said, yeah, it's, it's like a conservatory all for, you know, music and dance and management and sound technology. And I was like, okay, that's the only place I'm applying. So I went, the next morning I went online and I looked up the, the Paul McCartney Liverpool Institute for Performing Arts. And they were coming to Austin to audition. So I applied and I was like, all right, if I get in, I'm going to go. If I don't get in, I'm just going to do music 24-7 and just, you know, go for it. And I got in with a scholarship um, sent from Sennheiser. So... God had plans for me to be there. But yeah, while I was there, um, you know, every year, uh, Paul hands out the diplomas. So it's kind of like an incentive to be there for three years. Like, this is going to be hard, but you'll get your diploma from Paul if you graduate it. So, um, so I got to meet him. But while I was there, I met this guy named Pete Wiley from the Mighty Wah. And he's like this Liverpool rock star. And I was playing this dive bar, which is still like one of my favorite bars in Liverpool called Zanzibar. And it's like, you know, just like reeks of like beer. And it's like super cool old digi book. So I'm playing my kizzy guitar there. And this guy comes up to me after and he's like, Nate, do you want to join me band? And I was like, who are you? You know, and he's like, my name's Pete Wiley and I'm a Liverpool rock star. And he's like, and I need a guitar player and a singer just like you. And I was like, okay. So I went to his house. And I met him the next day, and I joined his band. And the first show we played was opening for the Who at this at Nosley Hall Music Festival. Right. And um, and then the next show we played after that was uh, opening for Ringo Starr at the Capital of Culture okay. event in yeah. um, two thousand and eight. Yeah, right. so pretty crazy, man. Right. So I got to meet Ringo, and mm. um, he signed my guitar. And, mm. He's awesome. <laughs> so I got to meet both the Beatles. What? So life. was it inevitable that you were going to come into the family business, if you will? I think so. I mean, I just, I've just known since I was a child what I wanted to do, you know? Yeah. I mean, I used to watch my mom get ready on the bus and do her makeup in the bus bathroom and, 
and um, and listen to her sing, and and I just wanted to do that. I love I love music. It's every it's my whole soul, it's my whole heart and soul. So um, yeah, I think it was inevitable. They didn't want me to. They were like, "Don't do it. It's crazy," but it was inevitable. <laughs> so everybody always talks about you know kind of the glitz and glamour of being a musician and a songwriter. What are the hardest parts, especially about being a female musician? Oh my God, all of it's really hard. I mean, the hardest is just like getting kicked down all the time and, and having to pick yourself back up in your drive, you know, um, and you really have to love it because if you don't love it, then it's too grueling, you know, um, but I mean, it's long hours. I mean, like I work every day and there's, it's not like a nine to five job, right. you know, I work from 8am in the morning until, you know, one or two or three o'clock at night if I'm in the studio. And I think you just have to believe in yourself and, and love it that much to do it. So, um, that's the hardest part. And it's really, I mean, it's glitz and glamour, but it's actually not, you know I mean? Like, it's like, I mean, it is, you know, and, and I feel really lucky, but I think what people don't understand is they see one thing, like you were looking at my, you know, we were looking at my uh, CD cover and I'm dressed up in my workout gear today, <laughs> but you know, I mean like on my days off, I like, I, you got to treat yourself like an athlete. I go to the gym, I drink green juice. I'm like, you know, and then when I have to be on, I have to be on. And, and so it's really important to just kind of treat it like like a job, you know, right. it is a job, it's hard. Right, I mean, it's your own small business, really. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're always networking, you're always yeah. meeting people, um, but you have to, I mean, the, the, the hardest part is just believing in yourself, yeah. you know, and knowing that you, um, you have something that can better the world yeah. in a way, because that's yeah. why we do music anyway, is to yeah. just get lost for a minute and, right. you know, yeah. um, kind of escape, so... You know, I've, I've never been in it for any other reason other than that, just to, like, better someone's life, yeah. right. you know? Right, Outside of your parents, who were you listening to as a kid that you were like, oh, I want to do that? Oh, man, Johnny Mitchell was a huge influence of mine. Um, uh, this is funny, but Dashboard Confessional. Like, I learned how to play guitar <laughs> by listening to their yeah. music. Um, I just loved his stories and his tunings. And John Mayer is a huge influence of mine. Dolly Parton. Um... Who else? Oh my gosh. Uh, the radio. I listened to the radio growing right. up. I mean, like, country radio, Shania yeah, Twain, yeah, Jody yeah. Messina, yeah. and then, you know, pop radio, Backstreet Boys, and NSYNC. I was obsessed with NSYNC <laughs> as a kid. Um, but I loved pop music. I loved the way that um, songs are written in pop and country music. I mean, hit, a hit's a hit, right. you know? Yeah. Right. Timeless. Right. The Beatles, obviously. Right. I mean, Paul McCartney was, like, one of my right. biggest influences. But, um, yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah. yeah. I think they're going to do good. I yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I had a lot of different influences. I mean, my my parents listened to everything, yeah. you know, um, not just country, which is, I think, uh, it's, I mean, a lot of country influences from other things, too, yeah. you know, yeah. so yeah. country music is really cool because it's just, a, it's just a story, Yeah, you know, so that's kind of how I learned to write was listening to my parents and country music. Right. Uh, the radio. Right. <laughs> uh, so you have your new your album or just on the album the song Rebel you have a video for that. Yeah. Video. How did you uh, tell us about the video and how did you come up with the concept and everything? The video for Rebel um, came because I well the whole song was a prayer for myself. I mean I, I remember the day I wrote it I was going through some really tough stuff with everything that was going on in my life and. And I just sat at the piano and, and, you know, wherever the song comes from, I think it comes from God, but whatever you believe in, I think it just kind of came through me and was my prayer for that, um, for that part of what I was going through. And, um, when I finished it, I, 
I remember um, I met this guy named Dallas Wilson through a friend of mine. And Dallas is the son of Lonnie Wilson, who's a drummer in town. And um, I think he played on some of my parents' stuff. And so it was kind of funny. So we started bonding over that. And then um, Dallas showed me all these wedding videos that he'd been working on. And his wedding, uh, like, he's got like, this whole wedding film industry that's amazing. And, like, his eye is brilliant for, like, how he captures things on, on film. So um, I called him and I was like, Dallas, I want to do a video, but I want it to be really me. So can we do it, like, in my backyard next to, like, the horses I grew up to next to? Um, like, Franklin, Tennessee is where I grew up when I wasn't on the road. So... I would go out um, and sit on the fence there and just like whenever I needed to like zone out and meditate, I'd like go to the fence and I'd sit on the fence, just look out and, you know, land. So I wanted it to be that feeling and um, because that's what that song's about. It's just coming back to yourself and realizing what's who you are and and that we're all humans, you know, we forget that when we're trying to be like super women, super men, you know, like it's like. (laughs) <laughs> we're humans and we're all we all have no idea why we're here anyway so we should just like remember that <laughs> right, right. Um, what uh, um, what was it like to have uh, your song on uh, Steven Tyler's uh, record uh, and how that happened so your song I Make It I Make My Own Sunshine yeah it was on his his, his, his country album oh how, how was that how did that come up that was the craziest experience the most coolest experience ever <laughs> Um, I, okay, on my 27th birthday, I was playing Third and Lindsley. I was doing these Alyssa and Friends nights, and I would get, like, a guest up, and, um, and that night, he showed up at at my show, and I, I never, I mean, I used to, I wrote that song in England, um, because it was raining all the time in Liverpool, and I kind of wrote it as a pick-me-up for myself, and, um, didn't do anything with it. When I moved back to Nashville after I graduated in 2009, I got a publishing deal, um, with Rondor out in LA and was writing songs for them. They heard it and they were like, Alyssa, you've got to finish this song. And I was like, really? I just kind of wrote it for fun, you know? And they were like, no, I think we can get it on a commercial. So I finished it. Um, and like two months later, it was on a nationwide Lowe's commercial okay. in, oh, okay. in 2012. It was just like fast forward. And then fast forward all the way to my 27th birthday. Um, yeah. Steven Tyler shows up. I decided to play that song. And he hears it and comes up to me after the show and he's like, Alyssa, that sunshine song, can you send that to me? And I was like, yeah. And I just thought he, you know, he wanted, he liked it. So I I sent it to him. And then I was um, on tour with my, my other band that um, I'm called Sisterhood. We were on tour in England and I got a call from this unknown number. It was Steven. And he was like, Alyssa, I want you to know I cut, I make my own sunshine for my new record. I'm out in Hawaii. We got the best ukulele player to play on it. And I can't wait for you to hear it. And I'm like, oh my God, like crying, you know, in this pub in London. And I'm like, Steven just cut my song. So when I first heard it come out, um, I remember I was at this bar in Nashville called Bastion with all my friends and and I started crying. I was like, this is just so cool. It's so cool when a legend hears your song and and does his own version of it. But But, you know, he is that song. I mean, he literally is sunshine in a jar. So it's it was so cool that he connected with it. Right, right. It. Well, tell us about your other uh, band, the, the Sisterhood. Yeah, so the Sisterhood is a band um, that me and my friend Ruby Stewart formed. And we're both offspring of musical families. Her dad is Rod Stewart. Okay. And I met her through um, a couple friends of mine, my boyfriend and his band. And we just kind of became friends. And then... Uh, we went, you know, I was writing a lot for other people. And so she came to the house one day. She was like, maybe you can, you know, maybe we can write some stuff together for my stuff. And so 
she came to the studio and um and we were writing that week and we had so much fun and she just turned to me halfway through the week and she was like we should just start a band and I was like yeah let's do it you know why not and we kind of like we really helped each other believe in in ourselves again because um you know I mean I'm like a chick engineer so it's like it's kind of like a weird thing there's not many of us um and so she was like I think it's so cool that you do all the engineering and stuff I think you know, you should do your own stuff, you know, and that kind of gave me, um, that was like before I made Roadless Travel, and that kind of gave me a, a push to be like, yeah, I should, you know, I should produce my own stuff. So we've, um, we've been in a band for about two years now, and um, things are really exciting for us right now, right. so got some cool things coming up this year with Sisterhood. Right, did you learn engineering through your... Through, that's what I went to school for oh, at the Palmer Party okay. School. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. sorry, I totally forgot to yeah, mention that. Yeah. But yeah, I went for um, sound engineering yeah. and, and technology, mm-hmm. and um, Sennheiser mm-hmm. gives a scholarship to one kid each year. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, and uh, so that's how I that's how I learned. But that was, I was there for like you know strictly for yeah. sound engineering, and huh. it was right. really fun. Right, right. Well, you you, you mentioned your your CD as well too. That yeah. you designed the cover for that, and it. it, it and we'll show some on the website. Yeah. But it's like it, it's a really great design. Thank TV you. Stuff, so. so I um, what's really cool is that like I, you start to like think about all these things in your head, you know. And when you go down the road less traveled and you've got time to like meditate and really think about what you want, you come up with all these crazy di- ideas, you mm-hmm. know. And I was like, how can I make tarot cards fit in a CD? <laughs> and so then um, my 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 boyfriend's family knows this company called Hub Folding Box. They're an incredible company. Um, been around forever. They, I think they designed the first orange crush packaging like okay. back in the day. So um, they have this incredible design team. And I flew up there to Boston with Karen Whitford, my boyfriend's mom. And we sat down with Zane Peterson, who helped me design this entire thing. And I wanted it to be an experience for people. I'm really into astrology. Like I, I want to know like what signs you are before I leave. I'll be like, are you an Aries? Are you a Scorpio? Um, so I like, I'm just really into that stuff. And so I wanted it to have all that, those elements of like moons and stars and constellations. And so you'll see all that in the packaging and tarot cards. And, um, if you actually turn over there, it's not many people know this, but if you put the cards out in four and you turn them over, it's got all the lyrics on the back, but there's a picture of a hand that makes a picture of, of my hand on the back. Right. So it's really cool. Right. Is there anything you don't do? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Sleep. Sleep. You're right. I don't think I've slept very much in the last two years, but it's fine. <laughs> so, uh, growing up and living in, in Music City here, what yeah. what type of music are you listening to these days? Like, who's like you really turn on? Mm. Chris Stapleton. Yeah. He's unreal. Um, I really love Marin Morris. I think she's badass. Can I say that on podcast? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Um, she's awesome. She, I, I actually met her a long time ago when she was writing at um, Big Yellow Dog. Yeah. Um, what else am I listening to? Um, I really love the new One Republic record. Mm. I listened to that the other day and I like freaked out. I was like, this is really cool. Um, I just love great songs. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why living here is so cool because... Yeah. Nashville is the hub of epic songwriters, and yeah. so you get to like listen to all these incredible stories all the time, and it makes you want to be better, right. you know. Right. So I'm constantly listening to people um, live. My friend Paul McDonald's really awesome. I'm repping yeah. one of his hats today. He's really great. Um, God, yeah, just there's a lot of really cool music happening yeah. right now. I really like Old Dominion too, the, the okay, new, yeah, new yeah. band. They're yeah. really awesome. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, lots of new people. Brothers Osborne are mm. amazing. I've known them since I moved back uh, from college. They were like my first friends when I moved back. Mm. And they're still just the sweetest people ever and the most talented in this town. Things I gotta do on my way 